You're listening to the Raising the Bar podcast, brought to you by the Association of Grey's Inn Students. I'm Eleanor Johnson, one of those students, and I'll be having a chat with barristers and wannabe barristers alike to demystify the route to the bar. Today we're talking about two initiatives which were founded by students of Grey's Inn, Vocalise and Griffin Law. Vocalise is a student-led prison debating initiative, and Griffin Law is the Inn's vehicle for promoting social mobility and access to the bar. I'll be chatting to Joseph and Hamzi about these two initiatives to find out more. Here talking to us about Vocalise is Joseph. Joseph completed his BPTC part-time this year and is now doing a Master's in Corruption and Governance. He's also working in private immigration. Joseph was a mentor for the scheme in 2017 and is now a director. Thanks for coming, Joseph. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Vocalise is? Yeah, so Vocalise is a student-led initiative that's within Grey's Inn and it basically teaches prisoners how to debate. And we do that by getting the enthusiasm of of law students, so people who are either doing an undergraduate or the GDL uh, or the BBTC, and we teach them how to debate and we teach them how to teach in prisons and, and send them in. It was set up in 2010 by two student members of Grey's Inn. They were inspired by a similar initiative from Cornell University. I think that's in its 80th year. There are sort of famous debaters that have come through prison debating, such as Malcolm X, uh, but this is the first kind in the UK. It usually operates as either an eight-week or 12-week cycle in prisons in, in Greater London. And we work towards a final debate. Uh, and the final debate is against uh, an external team. And in the past, we've gone uh, against the Cambridge and Oxford Union teams, uh, teams from BPTC st- students in, in London and elsewhere. And it's in its ninth year uh, this year. And it's 2012, it won the uh, Attorney General's Award for a pro bono s- scheme. That sounds like obviously a really exciting and award-winning scheme. Why do you think it's so important that this scheme exists here now? I think it brings a different dynamic to prison education. Uh, you know, it's really a unique opportunity for prisoners and students alike to engage with someone completely outside of their kind of immediate sort of group of, of people that they would contact, have contact with every day, and to develop really important skills. For me, I think the important part was the was the training itself. So being able to build my own confidence in debating. And for a lot of law students, the only real advocacy experience that you get is mooting, which is very formal, whereas debating is a lot more flexible. And you're using a lot of the skills that you'd be using in you know when you when you first start start out pupillage, find yourself in the magistrates court. So a lot a lot of thinking on your feet and using a completely different kind of advocacy and I think I found that really useful and especially when the standard the standard of person who's coming into the program is quite high and you can sort of really develop your ability and um, you're working with people who you know who have pupillage or are well on their way to getting pupillage and you know that's a really good thing. Uh, I think for, for prisoners you know, they, they have the opportunity to form their own arguments, form their own views of things. They're coming into contact with people that, you know, have completely different views uh, to them. And for them, it's all about learning to stand up, speak, form arguments, structure arguments. And, you know, an important thing that I try to emphasise is arguing things that you don't necessarily agree with and understanding that you have an audience and you're catering an argument to an audience. Um, 
I think that's a really useful thing. Um, one of the somebody from the education department was saying that you can usually tell who's done vocalise because they will say this is what's wrong. I'm going to give you three arguments of how you're going to fix it, and then you're going to fix it, um, which I think is is quite funny. So you've spoken about the um, training process and the mentors who undertake that training process. So you were a mentor yourself, you're now a director. When you're selecting people to be mentors, what kind of qualities are you looking for? So I think we look for a combination of um, advocacy experience and teaching experience. I, I think, speaking personally again, I think it's really important that you are a good teacher or have the potential to be a really good teacher because you'll be going through an eight-week training programme where we'll teach you debating and teach you the curriculum and you'll have plenty of time to practice. So I think I always say that I'd rather have a really good teacher over somebody that's, you know, the best debater in the world. And as I said, we're really looking for potential and we want people that are really enthusiastic about the underlying meaning behind Vocalise and that's, you know, giving people a voice and helping them develop themselves and, you know, doing so for yourself. So... That's really how we structured the application process. So for this year, it was why us, why you, and then we'd ask you to talk about a pressing issue in in the prison system. And I think that really worked well. We had really good caliber students this year and we tried to go as wide as possible. So I think we tried to go to universities uh, all over London. That was mainly me, Um, you know, speaking to to different universities, trying to reach out as far as possible just to make sure that we could get the best people. And I think we did this year, which was really good. And I think we were really impressed with the calibre of applicants. So it's really important to emphasise, isn't it, as you have, that you don't need to be a professional debater to be a vocalised mentor. I know um, I'm training to be a vocalised mentor at the moment. I've done three training sessions so far. Really fun, would recommend. I don't have loads of debating. I don't have any actual debating experience. I've got mooting, but not, yeah, not so, debating. So I was, I was the same. I'd done, I'd done no debating experience. I'd mooted when I was in doing my undergraduate degree, um, but I was really, you know, starting out the BPTC. I'd been working, and I sort of had different experiences. So when I made my application, I'd done some teaching in Tanzania, and that's what I kind of used to sell myself, um, and then you know, through the the directors that I had, I was then able to train myself up. Uh, and I think, you know, I think that really, really helped me actually. When it came to things like mooting competitions, I kind of had that edge because I had a different experience mm-hmm. and I was able to be a different kind of advocate. And the point behind debating is to be a bit more interesting. You're not just conveying your points, you're doing it in a sometimes entertaining and you have to deal with people's arguments as well. So mm-hmm. I think that I like to think gave me a bit of an edge. I don't know whether the judges felt the same, but <laughs> there we are. I'm, I'm really liking the fact that there are such a variety of people who are mentors from all different uh, backgrounds, all different experiences. I know there, there are clearly people who have lots of debating experience, but Vocalise teaches you, doesn't it, through the training process, exactly what you need to know to then teach in the workshops. It's not like they're going to say, you know, go and teach debating whether or not you know anything about it. It's a really nice, friendly atmosphere, and it's, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think that's, um, again, that's something that I found really useful, is you're, you're with your peers. Again, it sounds, it sounds daunting, but you're sort of expected to stand up and to speak, mm. and you realise in the end that it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And again, when you're coming into the bar from, from outside, or if you don't know anybody, that sometimes can be really reassuring, because you can see you've got all these people around you from Oxford, Cambridge, the best universities in the country, and, you know, they're messing up as well and you're in most circumstances you're you're as good as they are 
Um, so I, I found that really useful. Definitely. And when you do mess up, they're very nice about it. And you know, yeah, <laughs> it's it. a very non-judgmental yeah. atmosphere, which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we've spoken about what you gain as a mentor. What kind of feedback have you had from people in the prisons who have had these workshops delivered? I think it's really interesting. I'm in the process of speaking to different prisons now and you know, contracts with prisons change all the time. So education is usually provided by private companies. And you know, again, we're trying to go as wide as possible with the prisons that we're looking to contact. And people are saying, oh, I, I remember Vocalise. That was really good. You know, it was a really useful thing and we want yeah. to have it in, in this prison that I've now moved to. Uh, so that, that's been really nice, actually, and being able to speak to sort of directors of education departments who really see the value. I think for the prisons themselves, you don't necessarily get immediate feedback. You know, no one sits down and says, this is what I like, this is what I didn't mm. like. And that's one of the important things as well, is you learn to read a room and see what works and what doesn't, because you're, you know, you're in a room for three hours and you're expected to deliver, deliver training. I think for, for me, the best thing to see was the development of students. So I was in... Pentonville for for a cycle so as a mentor you're expected to do two cycles which is a morning a week for four weeks split twice I came in about halfway through in Pentonville and it was really good to see people understanding they don't have to give their opinion and you know all these things that they were doing these games they were playing that they didn't initially understand they then saw the value of and it was really nice to go from there to the final debate at the end when they were all wearing their vocalized t-shirts and to see that they'd come really far I think one that sticks with me was one of the prisoners was on an indeterminate sentence. The laws change now, but when he was sent to prison, he had to serve a tariff and then had to prove that he wasn't a danger anymore, which is mm. you know, really controversial. And you know he'd been initially sentenced for about five years and had been there for ten. And it was really nice to see him arguing in favour of the imposition of indeterminate sentences, even though it's something that right. kept him in prison. Uh, I think that was that was a really amazing thing because you could sort of see the value and you could see that they saw the value which is really rewarding that that skill of being able to argue for something that you don't actually believe yeah that's kind of what often debating is about isn't it and you know that's that's something that you'll find in everyday life you know there'll be circumstances whether it's us or or prisoners they'll want to say something completely different to the person that's in front of them um, but again, it's, it's thinking about the audience, it's thinking about who's in front of you and what you're trying to achieve. So I think, again, going back to the example of them saying, this is what's wrong and this is why I'm going to, why you need to sort it out. It's been really beneficial. At least I like to think so anyway. So it sounds really rewarding. And uh, you've also spoken about the fact as a mentor, it's sort of added an extra element to your advocacy. Have you got any other points about what you've gained as a mentor, just in case anyone's still unsure about whether or not to apply? So I think when you're being interviewed, and at least I've, I found this in my experience, having done Vocalise, it's always something that sticks out and people will ask about and they'll say, oh, well, I can see that you've done Vocalise. And that's almost quite a good note to start with because you'll have loads of experiences and loads of examples of when you've done something using the STAR technique. And this is something completely different because you've been in a prison environment, something might have gone wrong. An example that will often crop up is you've planned a session and things will completely change. Two people will turn up or there'll be a completely different group of people that you were meant to teach and you have to think on your feet. So I think it's, it's a really good uh, thing to use in addition to being a really rewarding experience to provide examples of what kind of person you are. And as I said earlier, you know, for me, the big thing was confidence in your own abilities, being able to be confident in who you are and confident in your own abilities as, a, as an advocate 
and dealing with people. That's what I took from it. This sounds like an experience which everyone should get involved in, in my opinion. I'm really, really enjoying it. I've only done the three sessions, but I'm loving it. And it's really interesting to chat to you about it. So thanks very much for coming. Thank you for having me. We're now going to chat to Hamzi, who was a vocalised mentor last year, but she was also a mentor in another scheme called Griffin. She mentored in this last term while studying for her BPTC. Thanks for coming to chat to us. Thanks for having me here. So can you tell us a little bit about what Griffin is? Griffin Law, law standing for Law and Advocacy Workshops, was an initiative started by Angerard or Harry Marshall, where it was her goal to introduce students from a state school background to the bar, the legal profession, the law, as well as building up their advocacy and debating skills. So they're from a state school background, like you've said. What else are the qualities that you look for when choosing what students take part in Griffin Law? So the students that are part of this program are selected because they show potential, but they lack the means or the opportunities to pursue those talents. That's actually one of the reasons why I chose to come to Grey's Interesting Guys. I saw the existence of this scheme and I just thought it really showed that Grey's cares about including different people in the bar, increasing access. So definitely a scheme worth having. So those are the students. Who are the mentors that teach them? So the mentors are the people who have applied and they're usually from a BPTC background. So I was doing the BPTC while doing Griffin and I sent in an application to Harry Marshall, the coordinator of this program, and I was selected alongside eight other mentors. Okay, so what do you normally teach the students as mentors? So Griffin is special in the sense that we have two aspects to our program. We have the debating summer school, which was the two-day program, but we also have a mock trial course So there was a specific course based in Twyford Church of England. So for those students, we taught them more legal skills, legal advocacy skills like cross-examination, examination examination in chief, how to make an opening speech, a closing speech, and that sort of line to prepare them for the mock trial. Obviously, that's so useful for the students who are being taught. It's also really useful for BPTC students in particular, isn't it? Because we have to know all about cross-examination and examination in chief, so I imagine it's really good practice. It was good practice in the sense that we're so busy with the BPTC and you are learning how to be a barrister from day one and there's so much to learn. And while I was on the course and doing Griffin, I realized that it taught me how to be a student again because I was learning the key basics of a cross-examination the key basics of an examination in chief, I actually was able to improve my skills, the basic skills really, because doing an examination in chief, it seems easy. You have to say, use what, why, how, don't lead. And alongside all the stresses of the course, you'll get confused, you make a mistake. Mm. But in this course, while I was teaching those students these really key elements, I actually improved that skill within myself. So I think that's one of the benefits that I got doing Griffin. And you mentioned very briefly the Griffin Summer School. What is the Summer School? So the Summer School was basically a two-day program where we brought kids from Twyford Church of England as well as another school called St. Paul's Way. 
Uh, there were 15 to 16 year olds and all the mentors, we had our own group of six students to train them on debating skills. During the Vocalize program, the Griffin participants or the mentors were also taught on the same syllabus, the same curriculum. So whatever you hear uh, Joe talk about teaching the prisoners, like this is what is wrong, this is what's right, this is how we solve it. We taught the same things to the students at St. Paul's Way and Twyford during the program. But instead of a cycle of four weeks, we had two days to teach the students the same syllabus. You've spoken about the eight-week skill course and the fact that it ends in a mock trial. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so after we prepare the students during the advocacy courses, there's a mock trial at the end where they get to display all their advocacy skills and examination in chief, Mm -hmm. cross-examination, And for this uh, mock trial, we actually went to the Old Bailey and the students actually conducted a mock trial there in front of a Crown Court judge, Lady Wendy Joseph. That's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) To say that as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, I actually did a mock trial. I did advocacy in front of this really well-esteemed judge is quite impressive, Mm -hmm. even at such a young age. In Mm. in many ways, I felt quite jealous. (laughs) And actually, one of the many benefits of the Griffin Law Program for students who want to get involved with this program is that there are so many barristers and members of Grayson who are really passionate about diversity and social mobility within the bar. And they're always there supporting at the events. Like for the debate during the summer school, it was actually chaired by the Master of Students at Grayson, Master Michael Fordham QC. And he was so impressed by everyone and he was really encouraging the students after Mm. the debate to get involved with the bar and he encouraged them to focus more on advocacy and public speaking, not just to be part of the bar, but as a general thing to get involved in. It's so influential at that age, isn't it, to have somebody who's obviously very qualified and, and important to really give you that boost of confidence and sort of say, I think you can do this. Yeah, the entire format is meant to build the confidence of the students as a debater or even as an audience member. What kind of feedback have you got from the students who have taken part? The main question I get from students is that I'm not interested in the law. Um, What can I do? Or after doing the program, they don't feel law is their future profession. But then they, they notice that they've gained confidence. And confidence in public speaking, advocacy is something so important that transcends industries, it transcends jobs. In a job interview, you have to pitch yourself to show how you're the best candidate. So I would definitely say that some students realize that it's not just a legal program. It is to build their confidence. Because of the environment that these students come from, they've never really had someone to tell them that, hey, you have this skill set or you, may, you might have a potential. It's just to introduce the students in a very non-judgmental way to the industry, to the profession, and you know, give the choice to them. Do you want to be part of the bar? It's okay if you don't because you can still gain all these soft skills that you will require later in life. So it's really sort of empowering course for people who want to go into all kinds of professions, not just the bar. Yeah. So you've spoken about the benefits, particularly for BPTC students who have to deal with the examination chief and cross-examination, etc. In general, obviously it's not just BPTC students who can take part. Why would you encourage a grazing student to be a mentor in this scheme? For me personally, I think the key thing that I got out of this experience is that I was able to build my CV, build my application, make it 
more outstanding whilst having so much fun you would think that doing something extra on top of the BPTC would be stressful you would take too much time but with the Griffin program I felt that I was able to learn I was able to become better as an advocate but at the same time I was able to learn more from these children teach them these basic skills and I really enjoyed my time being a mentor Sounds like a really enjoyable scheme and one which definitely people should take part in Thanks so much Hamzi for coming to talk to us No worries, thank you for having me And thank you for listening